This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. I just finished traveling Southeast Asia for 41 days, and I usually always get sick when I travel, and quite frankly, eating is difficult for me. It's hard to find a restaurant, and I'm spoiled in Austin with my personal chef. Well, I took these little packets with me this time, 30 of them, in my carry-on suitcase. They kept me totally healthy with 11 different secret ingredients. You can see them at nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. I'll tell you more later on in the show. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. Folks, many of you reach out to me and you say, Nathan, so many guests on your show talk about the importance of batching. But whenever I try and batch, you tell me this. You go, Nathan, they don't book back-to-back -back times. So you, or they don't show up after they book. It's frustrating. The answer is, guys, you have to use smart tools. I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. I'll tell you specifically how I use it later on in the episode. Nathan Latka here, this episode 627, and coming up tomorrow morning, all you young folks out there listening in are in for a treat. 19-year-old CEO Ido Gino joins me. He just raised $3.5 million for his company, Rapid API, which helps you connect with APIs faster. But how does he make money? Tune in to find out. Good morning, everybody. Our guest this morning is Mark Mader. He is the Chief Executive Officer of SmartSheet. He's passionate about delivering superior customer experiences and organizational excellence. Mark strives to find innovative ways for customers to collaborate more intelligently using the SmartSheet platform and its partner ecosystem. Prior to SmartSheet, Mark served as Senior Vice President of Global Services for Onyx Software, leading the cons consulting and consumer operations team in the Americas, Europe, and Asia. In 2015, he was recognized as Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year in Technology for the Pacific Northwest. Mark, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Very cool. Okay, so tell us what SmartSheet does and what's your business model? How do you make money? So we're a software SaaS company, so we make money by helping clients, obviously, but we're a subscription service. And the people who subscribe to us are teams and enterprise teams who have a need to manage and automate collaborative work. So that's taking it beyond the conversation and taking it into the realm of tracking, reporting, automating, and scaling very often in the context of projects and processes. So is this, I mean, are you playing kind of in the Trello Maven link ish space? Yeah, in, in a sense, uh, but sort of enterprise class. So think of it less about like a structured task or a very specific time capture and more handling everything from tracking space launches to events like the Super Bowl, things that are very diverse in nature and require data that goes well beyond just a task definition. Interesting. So, so I could probably get like Gantt chart functionality inside a smart sheet. Yeah, that's one of the things we do, but uh, definitely not uh, not the sole purpose of the of the offering. Interesting. Um, to kind of quantify that, maybe the easiest way to quantify kind of the target you're going after. You said more enterprise. On average, what are these customers paying you per month? Yeah, on average, we serve about sixty five thousand distinct brands today on a paid basis. Okay. On average, each one of those Nathan provide about a thousand bucks a year ARR, but the the diversity is huge. It goes all the way from two hundred bucks a year to one point six five million a year. So the, the reach is quite dramatic. Largest customer in the tens of thousands of users, the smallest uh, sole proprietorship who collaborates with a few customers. Got it. But you said 65,000 paid folks at an average uh, annual ARPU of about 1000 bucks per year, right? 
Yeah, that's just on our domains. And then we have obviously a ton of just ISP uh, uh, subscribers as well. So, I mean, I can, uh, Mark, since you gave me the numbers, I'll do the math. 65,000 times 83 bucks a month on average. That's 1,000 divided by 12 means you're doing well north of 5.4 million bucks in MRR. Is that accurate? Yeah, we're about a $80 million annual annual business today. You cut out there. So I say that again. We're about, a, we're about an $80 million business today. Oh, basis and we're a super grower in the last our CAG over the last five years is north of well north of 60 percent a year yeah, so call that what about 6.6 .6 million per month right that puts you on the 80 million run rate yeah what when you say super grower you, sorry you said 10 to 20 percent year over year over the last four years uh no 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 the super grower is over 60 percent a year growth Got so it. that's impressive mark uh, that's tough that's not easy no it isn't and as as you know nathan as you get bigger that growth rate is more challenging so you need to have <laughs> It's not only getting new customers, but helping those customers grow and see new value. Uh, you know, a big part of our growth is obviously getting new brands on the platform. A huge part of the growth is also taking the existing brands and having them really expand their usage. That's right. I always thought I was so clever when I was launching my first SaaS business. And I went from like $1 of revenue in one month to $2. And I would put in the subject <laughs> line 100% month over month growth. <laughs> you learn quickly. Investors look all bullshit on that fast. <laughs> you do. You That's do. awesome. So, okay, you're 80 million run rate right now. You're growing 60% on average year over year. So what'd you do? Like 40 million last year, 50 million? Yeah, and as you know, Nathan, in a fast-growing business, the gap income you show uh, last fiscal will we'll actually recognize about $66 million in revenue while our run rate is in the mid-70s. Yep. We're growing pretty healthy every every month. So we're going to hit triple-digit ARR here come mid-year in 2017. That's a big uh, number, Mark. That's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. It's you know We've worked hard at it. We sold our first customer in the fall of 2006, and I would say the spigot kind of turned on as we kicked into 2011. And then we've had very, very healthy revenue growth since then. What did, so So take me, give us more context here because people are going to be fascinated by you. 2006, was that the launch date or did you start in 2005 with no revenue and then your first customer was 06? Yeah, it was. And I think one of the questions people often ask is, do you remember your revenue in year one? Yeah, that'd be zero, Bob. Uh, <laughs> so it was 2015 or 20, 2005. 2005 company was formed, first customer subscribed fall of 2006. And the revenue for a number of years, as we thought we had the magic bullet but didn't, was under a million dollars in ARR for a number of years. Up to what year? Uh, reworked the product. The promise of what we wanted to do, which was helping people track, report, automating, and scaling their work in a collaborative way, the promise didn't really change, but how we brought the product to market changed dramatically, uh, making it more consumable, really de-enterprising ourselves from what we had done in our prior lives. And that's all about having people be able to find the product, use the product, buy the product without a human engagement. And even today, Nathan, as we start dealing with much larger customers, 60% of our new ARR that comes in is unassisted in nature. That means a human being is not speaking with the prospect. And then where we put the sales energy on the inside is once they land, helping them understand the possibilities. And so what, take me up, what year, uh, how many years did it take you to break that million dollar ARR mark? Uh, we broke it in 2010. Okay, got it. So you, there was a good five years there where you were sub 1 million in AR before it really turned on. And you're saying the reason it turned on is you went down market, you lowered ARPUs, and you made no-touch sales a, a priority. Uh, I wouldn't say we went down market. We went into a market. <laughs> got it. What <laughs> market? We, we were able to crack the code on what people wanted, right-sizing the capability, the ease of use, and the price point. And uh, it was a team of nine or 10 people there for the first uh, first number of years. We did friends and family rounds. We took our first round of 
institutional in fall of 2007, and that partner, Madrona Venture Group out of Seattle, stood by us as we cracked the code. And then in 2012, Inside Venture Partners uh, doing a round, and then 2014, Sutter Hill out of Palo Alto. So we've raised a total of $70 million so far. It's one of the more efficient, if not one of the most efficient SaaS companies out there, where we've raised 70 we still have a lot on the balance sheet, and we have ARR that exceeds the total amount raised. That's pretty uncommon in SaaS. Uh, so, you know, we feel we have a, a very good platform on which to, to grow and build. What's your team size right now? We're 480 people. We'll grow to about 730 this year, adding a lot of folks in the customer success and sales realm. So really coupling that self-directed motion with a very curated expansion flow. Yeah. One of the things I do, I've interviewed over uh, over 300 B2B SaaS entrepreneurs, and I always love measuring uh, new dollars of, MR, of ARR per dollar raised. It's a great measure of efficiency. Another one is revenue per employee. So I just did the math on you. What is that? 166 grand revenue per, uh, sorry, uh, ARR per employee. Uh, pretty healthy, actually, when you rank them against everybody else. Yeah. And, you know, as you know, as you invest more this year, you have to have the balance sheet and the confidence in your model to add 300 people this year, many of whom are in sales, you really need to feel confident they're going to produce. And, you know, in a, in a growth in a growth model, um, we're still trying to uh, focus on efficiency. But as the as the, the metrics play out, you have more and more confidence to it to invest ahead of the curve. I just had Josh McCarter on back two episodes ago of Booker. They had raised they're oh, actually a lot like you. They just they raised 80 million dollars to date. Uh, and he mentioned, you know, their last raise was back in 2015, but they have 24 months of runway even today uh, on net cash or sorry, on, on, yeah, on net cash burn. Do you have the same kind of runway? Or, and if not, how do you think about runway when raising capital? Yeah, I mean, in, in our business, Nathan, as a super grower, you, you can make the decision to slow your growth and, and drive profit overnight. We could do that tomorrow if we wanted to. But we and our board and uh, and our strategic customers want us to get big and off, have amazing offerings. So, uh, again, the market is rewarding us for growth right now. We think we can innovate more quickly by doing that. Um, but, again, control your own destiny. We have a business model where if we wanted to be a 35% grower year over year, we could do that next month and generate profits. Cash flow positive yet or no? Uh, no, our investment model right now is not, but yep. you know we're adding tens of millions of ARR a year, burning low single digits. That's and great. again, we could turn the spigot off uh, or change the spigot um, at a whim. Uh, 480 people, where are you guys based? Uh, based in Seattle, Washington. We just opened this month our first outpost in Boston. So by the end of year, Boston will have about 80, 85 people on the ground there, primarily in field operations, function, sales, customer success. Uh, over time, that we expect to also have some dev competency established out there. In Boston? Yep. Uh, you mentioned you can turn the spigot off any minute and kind of turn on profitability. Usually that spigot comes down to paid marketing spend per month. You can tone that down a bit. What are you spending per month today on, on paid acquisition per month? Uh, we have a really diverse uh, funnel. We get well north of 1,000 trials a month, and it is really distributed, Nathan, across uh, across SEO, partner marketplaces like the Office 365 ecosystem, Google okay. Apps Marketplace or G Suite Marketplace. We do spend in the millions of dollars on advertising a year. Okay. Uh, we'll stay a little bit mum on how we go about doing that. We've obviously innovated a lot in that space, and we think that's a competitive advantage for us. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of people that have true, very true uh uh, intellectual insights on distribution channels. And when I was doing my research with you guys, um, I'm seeing it just built in everywhere. I mean, every app store, Google Chrome, you've got 270,000, uh, you know, weekly active users. You're, I mean, you guys are all over the place. You'd say that's key to your growth. Yeah, I think you need to go to where the action is, right? And people, our whole mantra has been dominate in the world of collaborative work management and partner effectively with the tools people use and love. So partner with Box, partner with Slack, partner with Office 365. 
partner with places where the heat exists. And it's not so much about displacing others in neighboring categories. Like, we're not going to be the collaboration winner and displace all. We're going to dominate <laughs> collaboration and collaborative work management and help the communication guys do great and the storage and sync guys do great and the authoring guys do great. It's all about having that ecosystem mindset because I think people's, people shift from sort of single source provider to best in breed apps that work beautifully together. I think that's actually a, a, a real promise that you can deliver on. Yeah. And then take me into the economics. You you have a huge cohort, more than I usually speak with, of 65,000 paying customers. So I'm sure you probably understand your unit economics in this regard. Gross customer churn per month. What are you at? Yeah, we uh, we disclose that really on our higher contributing domains. And, and it's not a very... Uh, it's a huge population, but we really report on the customers who are engaged with us in sort of an over $5,000 a year ARR, which is not a particularly high number. And that unit churn is less than 1% on a unit basis. Okay. Well, so just, that, just, hey, educate us, Mark, on that. What's that mean? So that means if you have 100 customers who are paying you over 5000 bucks a year, one will leave. Got it. Okay. So that's 1% annually, not 1% monthly. An annually. And that's that. Just to be clear, that's not net negative. That's not net revenue churn. That's this that's is, customer this unit churn. This is unit. You have a hundred hundred companies stand in front of you. One will leave. That's impressive. Now, now when you look at the, we have a broad population we serve though. So we have ISP customers who have like individuals who maybe have a spot need, who may have a higher unit churn. But that, that those dollars represent such a small percentage of our ARR that we really report on those domains. And one of the things, Nathan, as you know, talking about SaaS people. The key to sustained long-term growth is not just keeping, but expanding. So the reason we've been able to do this north of 70% average compound annual growth rate the last five years is because the people who stay not only stay on the roster, they, they grow. And the combination of new wins, staying, and growing, that builds a durable SaaS company. Assuming that in 2017, you add zero new customers, but you still have the success you're having in upselling, what percentage would you grow by? 30%. That's impressive. So you take your current customer base, your sales team is that good. They just, they upsell by seed expansion. How else do they drive expansion MRR? Well, there's two, there's two parts of it. Yes, I love crediting the sales team, but there's also half of our expansion that happens without a human being being involved. From what what levers? I mean, Seats, product features, what, what are the levers? Yeah, it's, it's viral. So when we look at how we monetize, we charge the people who create new work in our application, but we welcome every single participant known as a collaborator who gets to do it for free. So what happens is we get exposed to so many people within and outside of a domain that you have this natural sort of uh, engine that feeds off itself within a company. As opposed to monetizing everybody out of the gate, we earn it as we go, and that is sort of a natural engine for our growth. When you are making decisions, high-level decisions, you know, your, your management meetings about kind of customer acquisition costs relative to lifetime value, lifetime value is very difficult and it's dangerous to just extrapolate because it can get to some funky numbers. What, what do you assume as kind of a safe lifetime value per customer and how does that allow you to back into your CAC number? We are very, we, we rarely look at that on averages, Nathan. We oh, always okay. look at it on segment. If we're talking about a construction company who's a large established company that has very low flight risk that produces 50,000 ARR a year, we may spend tens of thousands of dollars pursuing as opposed to the online lead where we might spend 60 bucks. So I think the key thing is we really look at the source, the camp specific source, the campaign and what we spend per campaign. And we have hundreds of them across the business and each one has its own economic levels. Layers. I see too many businesses look at averages 
And averages can either completely turn you upside down or completely leave you under investing. Yep. So we never look at the average. We always look at the discrete item. Mark, it's one of the big things I tell you that I struggle with on this show because I want to get deep in numbers. And so it's hard to talk about a hundred different cohorts. So I talk about averages, but many times the averages can be very deceiving. Um, what are you managing internally? What what are you using any online tools or are these all internally built to manage all these separate cohorts and the the different economics on each cohort? Yeah, the cohort analysis is, is really native to, to our stack. So our BI platform, what we use for analytics, how we track that through Google campaigns and SEO sources, we basically map every single source and pathway into our world. And then the, then the graph that exists between our users. So you can attribute, there are really multiple attribution points. What was your source when you first came in? What was your secondary source, maybe through a viral reach? And then understanding the models of what causes the conversion. So if you have that those pathways understood, you can actually tie back to uh, the individual or the spend you had that resulted in the lead or the conversion. And very often people say, is there, you can only assign CAC to something on which you're spending money, like an advertising campaign. But you should also do the same thing on your SEO campaigns, who's actually writing the content, salaries, who's yeah. up salaries. So if you look at it in a fully loaded way, you can actually have a very nice model that, that can that can guide your investment thesis. Do you typically drive your investment thesis on a, on a fully weighted CAC, dividing in salaries and everything else or no? Uh, multiple ratios. We have it with, we have sales and marketing. We have just pure advertising. We have fully loaded. I mean, there there are multiple ones. Um, and again, depends what channel. Fascinating. When was your last round? You raised eighty million total. When was the last one? Or seventy uh, million. Of, we raised thirty five in the spring of two thousand fourteen, and uh, it's fueled as well. We still have most of that on the balance sheet, and uh, just have been a very efficient growth company over the last couple of years. So, Mark, that was a that was what two three years ago. So, you, so maybe you're raising more capital now, or you're looking at an acquisition. Which one is it? Uh, in terms of looking at raising uh, acquiring companies, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get you to tell me that that you and Benioff are talking, and he's about to buy you for seven hundred million bucks. Of course, you want to know that. Breaking Nathan. on the top. Here we go. Of Breaking people. <laughs> yeah, I don't share that in podcasting. No, man. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I'll get you drunk one day, and I will we'll learn. <laughs> Just kidding. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back -back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also, they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay, nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back to back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen. Okay, so I use the tool, it's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin, I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14 day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no, he's giving us a 45 day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever. So go get it now, nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. All right, Mark, let's wrap up here with a famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I don't have a favorite, but what I'm reading right now is I'm reading Play Bigger, which I love. It's talking about how to knock it out in an emerging category. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I am. I'm following Satya Nadella. Uh, his mastery over a very diverse business has been impressive and something that uh, 
is very relevant to our business with Microsoft being a huge partner of ours. Uh, I was going to say, are you partner with them yet? Well, we are in multiple, multiple dimensions. That's great. Number three, is there a favorite on besides your own? Is there a favorite online tool you have like HostGator? Uh, as a traveler, I am a huge fan of TripIt and uh, something that actually uh, keeps my, I'm an organizer, organizer mindset. The key is besides Smartsheet. I am a, <laughs> an avid user of our own field as well. Number four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Uh, negative. What do you get on average? Uh, five and a half. Okay, that's not bad. And how old are you? I am 46. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Married, two kids, and a dog. Oh, I love that. Okay, so married, two kids, and a dog. You're 46. Take us back 26 years, Mark. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? You tell me what the major trends were over the next three decades in tech, and I would make you a lot of money, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Is there Wrap that up in a lesson. If there's a 20-year-old listening right now, what's a lesson you'd tell them to save them some time on their life? Uh, try to get some inputs on whether or not you're early by like five years in a market that you're going after. Uh, extraordinarily difficult to determine, but timing is everything. Do Got not it. be too early. Top tribe. There you have it from Mark Mater. Timing is everything. He launched this thing in 2005 and sat on a big old zero egg of revenue that first year. Nothing. And even up to 2010, still doing less than a million bucks in ARR. Their team was called at 10, 15 folks at that point. Now today, they're over 480 people between Seattle, Washington, Boston. They're opening up that location. 80 people there by the end of the year. They're serving over 65,000 customers at an average uh, monthly uh are a revenue of 83 bucks so they're doing well north of 5.5 million actually they're already at an 80 million dollar annual run rate looking to break the 100 million dollar mark this year did about 66 million in 2016 revenue gross churn less than one this is impressive less than one percent annually for their cohort with larger than five thousand dollar annual contract values over $70 million raised and sitting on most of that uh, $35 million of their last round still in the bank. Mark Mater, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, sir. If you enjoyed Mark today, go back and listen to Derek yesterday. He's a senior editor at The Atlantic and is releasing a book that helps you predict popularity in this new age we live in, the distraction age. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan 
difficult because nothing's in English. So it's hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Canoli on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them and guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixers, they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth. Took them once per day, never got sick. So they've got 11 superfoods and they're perfect if you're not traveling, but you're just on the go from your office to work. So you can check them out at nathanlatka.com forward slash juice. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash juice.